Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Alright, oh, welcome to the Cobra Cast with the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky at Dog VP Etridge. Welcome to the show and mate. Welcome, Met Dog. You've had time to recover now after the the big weekend of of grand finals galore. You, you say I've had time to recover. I wouldn't go that far. It is only oh, that's Thursday. I'm recovered. <laughs> Thursday. We. I did want to get these out of the way earlier in the week, but I thought, ah, uh, there's no chance. I'll wait till at least Thursday before. Uh... Ever ever had it my way, mate? Wouldn't have been till Saturday, but no. <laughs> yeah. Family duty calls, but no, nah, mate. Um. We've spoken about it off off mic, but your thoughts on the the night grand final, and then not uh, the game, not the game itself, just the actual the grand final being at night. Yeah, uh, I think the only, the only thing that like pretty much all the games I've watched this year have been night games because there was so many night games getting played. You know, we're playing Monday nights, Tuesday nights, when there was night games all year, so it kind of didn't seem out of place because I haven't watched much footy this year during the day. So that's the only thing it had going in its favor. I I don't mind it, but I'd rather, I still would prefer MCG packed house yeah. two o'clock. You know, that's, that's you're, me. I prefer you're a, that. You're a lot more, um, you're a lot more diplomatic than me. The fact that we did see so many night games this year, it felt like another night game. And in my honest opinion, I'd rather sit through what we sat through last season at 2.30 every year than have to put up with another bullshit night grand final. Could not think of anything worse. It was just... Yeah, uh, see, I, I thought the game was good, so that probably helped. See, this is where the problem, this is where the problem lies. I don't remember much of the game yeah. because the fact it was so late in the evening. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I wouldn't mind the idea of a twilight. I'm a fan of a twilight game. Twilight, I can handle. I can handle Twilight. My issue with Twilight is the fact that it's not a consistent game. Yeah, but you'd have to make sure. You'd have to make sure that the um the, the timing would be quite hard. Like a three thirty kickoff, maybe I'm okay with. But like you think about it, it's sort of seven thirty kickoff. I know people that um a couple of people at work that are mad Richmond fans, and they're you know six seven year olds are in bed. By three quarter time, fell asleep on the couch. They couldn't handle, couldn't handle it. They just couldn't stand watch it. So yeah, yeah. See, I, I don't like five thirty. Start out five thirty. That'd be alright. But Maybe five. But then uh, the news that cracked us as well. We got to have the bloody news on. Uh, stuff them. Yeah, we got to scare monger people. Maybe four thirty is probably about the latest I would like to see. Can you still getting? You still getting a good day worth of entertainment into your 
your present you know, your presentation would still be at night, which I think was a big selling point from this year. And majority of the game would still be in good conditions. So it's it's an odd thing, isn't it? Because pretty much all our blockbuster games, like besides the only two blockbusters that are you know blockbusters that get built up, is Grand Final Day and Anzac Day. Maybe the Queen's only... birthday if you want to throw that one in there, but that's oh, a, it's not a, a blockbuster. Let's let, I'm talking <laughs> blockbusters, all right? The games that they build up big time, like every other game that's built up throughout the year. It's a Thursday night, it's a Friday night. It's Carlton versus Essendon at the G blockbuster under lights Friday night. So it's weird that everything we you know, even all the other finals, you you know, they're the big prelims at night. It's the you know, so it's weird that we kind of don't accept that grand finals a night game at all. It's you know, um, but yeah, I, I I probably prefer that Toolcox, you know, two thirty start having a having a good feed and getting into it, watching the footy at that time. And it, it just makes it hard when you, you know, as I said before, you know, it, grand final day is an excuse that no one's ever going to judge you for for cracking a beer at nine o'clock in the morning. No one's gonna. No one can judge you. So I think I had my first espresso martini about ten. I hit the Bailey's for a couple of hours, and then by the time I got my first beer, I was on my way. And that was about twelve o'clock. Like, oh, days going, days flying by. Next night it was two thirty, and it was just like, okay, I still have five hours for uh, the boy that gets bounced. And as I explained to you, I I remember watching the game. I don't remember parts of it because I was by the time the game got to the game. Because you couldn't have anybody here, it was just me and Kelly. I wasn't interested in the game. It was just like whatever. It's another game that's been. I think maybe a little bit does doesn't help that this season I wasn't enthralled in the product and wasn't. You know, everyone was watching the games all every day of the week. I wasn't. I was going to bed. I was doing this. I was you know, obviously with Juice and recording so many podcasts as you and me have. I wasn't watching that many games of footy. And when your team is putrid, well. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. So, what did you think? I don't know. You probably don't remember it all, but you know, everyone's favorite part is the pre-game and halftime shows. Or I know there was a lot of opinions getting thrown around about the pre-game, and <laughs> a lot of ha- people weren't happy with it. All right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I woke up on Sunday. Mo- I woke up Sunday morning, but by the time I got around to look at my phone about Sunday afternoon, I was scrolling through Twitter and Facebook and seeing the uproar about the pre-game at halftime. And I'm not going to lie to you, mate. The only thing I remember from the pre-game was amazing. Mike Brady, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Other than that, I have absolutely no idea. When the pre-game got announced, I was just like, who? Yeah, I was on the from, same. from the sounds of it, were they playing? Like From what I've listened to a few... And my junk time podcast and that what I listened to, they were playing like these old covers. Is that correct? I I gotta be honest, I didn't really watch the pregame. I was busy getting, you know, doing stuff, cooking dinner and whatnot. And um yeah, I just saw all the, the comments as like you mentioned that there's a lot of people not happy with it. And I got how hard is it to get some good Aussie bands, play some bloody rock music? Before a grand final or something like a bloody living in Powderfinger or something. Well, to that was a joke that the was, crowd up. I care hard. That was one of the jokes that the whole, I think it was on again, Junk Time or one of the podcasts I listened to. It was 
They wanted Powderfinger. Powderfinger said, we're not, no, we're not doing it. Here's some other bands. So they just going, you know what? You're just playing Powderfinger. <laughs> you can't play covers of Powderfinger. <laughs> if we can't have Powderfinger, you're playing covers of it. But oh, yeah, as I said, like, I don't... By the time that came around, mate, Mike Brady, up there because one day in September at an empty MCG. That was a highlight of my night. But um, yeah, I don't... Another, I think that's another issue with the AFL Grand Final is the AFL itself, they watch the Super Bowl, the halftime entertainment... And they're so fixated on the entertainment side of the stuff off the field. Not and forgetting about for us, we we care about the game, the on-field stuff. Like people watch the Super Bowl. Certain people watch the Super Bowl to watch the halftime entertainment and the ads. Where we couldn't, we go out and throw the ball at halftime. We couldn't hear out to ask about that stuff. We'll go in and. Watch this third quarter. We'll jump on our social media, yeah. see what happened. That's it. We don't. Since, we don't care. Since Janet Jackson, nobody's cared. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Beyonce <laughs> Until, had a good year. Beyonce had a good year one year, but Shakira brought us brought yeah. it back a little bit for yeah, us. She brought but, us home. But like, no one cared. Like, no, we don't. They're, they're aiming yeah. at the wrong audience, and that's the biggest issue I have is that they're aiming at the audience that don't care about the actual game. They care about the spectacle of the entertainment, where the entertainment it, it should be the game. Like, if you can't have a game, like. For example, you know, people sit there and complain. You know, the literally the only um, pregame entertainment I can remember for the last decade was Meatloaf, and I don't even remember Meatloaf. I just remember the, the backlash of it being that bad. How but, bad? Like that was terrible. I don't. I was again two thirty kickoff. I still struggle to remember it. That's fine, but like that's I mean, you pay attention to the game. You don't care about the entertainment. Like I couldn't tell you who was there last year. I know Mike Brady would have been. But besides Mike Brady, I have no idea who's there. I don't care. I know who played in the grand final. Yeah, and it, too often they're trying to get these big American or international acts over for, you know, it's not what we want. It's not what the Aussie people want. The Aussie people want to be fired up before a game of footy. You know, if you, you walk in our rooms after we've listened to our careless whisper, we're, we're then the the tracks are some some rock, there's some rap or whatever. There's some we have we have a good. I, pump feel, up, I, feel, I feel like Matt Benny. Music. I'm going to give Matt Benny some credit for last year. I feel like he really he took it upon himself to get a bit of taste from everybody else. Normally you walk into a room and it's whoever's in charge of it pulls it out. And normally it's people that I have no interest in their music. But I think yeah, I feel like last year was probably our best year we've had. Yeah, you know? well, it's, not it's that I care because I lose my own headphones, but yeah. Like you want to be fired up. You want yeah, a bit of holy grail, you know. You want the 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 pulse racing in anticipation for the grand final. Yeah, you, you don't want of, to be um, going. I could go to sleep right now. Yeah, you can't know, the wind that gets you going. You know that type of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like um, Whitney Houston, my love will go on. <laughs> um, right, you need that that gets you going. Um, a little bit of uh, ghetto man. Or, I get um, that. Mariah Carey, or men. Yeah. Oh, I know Nath. You know Nath. I used to get a bit of Abigail. You know that gets you. Know, that, you know the real heart racing stuff. Yeah, or, you know, it's Michael Jackson. Um, beat it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I feel like we, the AFL are too fixated on the entertainment and the nighttime shit. It's just I don't get it. But yeah, I'm worried that they're going to use the, uh, the the TV ratings to justify another night grand final, but. Yeah, who knows? It it won't happen. I don't think. Let's let's nah. be honest. Like the G, it's an icon, and you know we did speak to Kick to Kick boys the other week, and they mentioned that 
The only thing that is uh, consistent with the AFL is meddling with things. So there, there is no tradition because their tradition is to fuck with everything. Um, but I think that's the one thing they're not going to fuck with that everyone will be glad to get it back to the G, a packed house, and you know, it'll be uh, it'll be great. And but, mate, the storm, the storm brought her home Sunday. We, do you remember that one at least? I like, do. I. I do remember. I uh, I took the Simpsons off, so I literally, I literally spent my whole Sunday. That Sunday, once Juice got dropped off, my mum's um, laying in bed watching Simpsons, or sleeping with Juice. So that was quite fun to be able to just. It was, it was nice to spend a Sunday with with the daughter, and um, yeah, just watch the Simpsons. And I'm like, ah, shit, storms on, flipped it over, mate, and geez, what a first half. Well, and mate, what a what a game! Like it went down to the wire, and then uh, the Panthers ah, came back. Have. Yeah, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what, yeah. man. I wish I could put a fucking mute button on that commentary, though. I tell you, commentary is very biased. And it, being that I've only just got into the rugby this year, like we've mentioned many a times, it's something I'm not used to. I'm not used to this such biased commentary because clearly they hate Melbourne doing well because, you know, rugby's looked at as a New South Wales, Queensland sport and they just can't stand that us Victorians are better at it than them. So, yeah, not that our team's got many Victorians in it, but um, nah, it's, a, it's been a consistent thing. I've obviously followed Storm for quite some time, and so the thing that's always turned me off actually watching it was I'm just I can't handle it. It's you know, you at least in the AFL, you have some commentators that you know who that you know who they go for, and they might get a bit excited, but they don't become fucking just that that but, sour yeah, yeah. to be 20, 20 nil down and say that the team that's got has not. Got a goal. It's not just got a point. Is um on top. Maybe yeah, like when Australia had bloody. One American of his. Goals. I'm pretty sure one of his quotes was, "The only reason they're not on top is the scoreboard." <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, mate, that's the only place you need to be on top yeah. because that's the only place that it matters. Uh, yeah. Oh, Dev, we kick all goals in them and we win. <laughs> that's literally... we, we win on the scoreboard. We won the game, and that's. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it was, it was good to see the storm bring it home, mate. And I think um, I think this year really did show the um, I don't want to say the Victorian spirit because we know that's fucking well and truly not what people believe it to be. But the fact that the AFL club that won it, the AFL Premiership, spent what three, four months away from their families, always being told that you only win it because it's in Melbourne. Well, the two teams that made the grand final both based out of Queensland for three months. The Melbourne Storm nicked off up the Sunshine Coast and spent three and a half, four months up there to get the season done, and they bring it home. You know, I feel like that just shows you that it's not because it's played in Melbourne or because it's a half dozen team. You, you've got to have some body, um, some t- like some mental toughness to mental, get through yeah, that definitely. period. And I, I, sort of, I feel like a, I do sort of feel like something like this might bring a group together Good one, two ways. It brings the group together a lot more and makes you tighter, or it's going to fucking shit split the seams because you're just you're butting heads with people. Like as you would know, there's there are people at our footy club that we love, but we wouldn't want to spend longer than a week with. Yeah, well, I mean, my best mate Josh Herford wouldn't want to spend longer than a day with. So, like, you've got that footy trip. Imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine the bear trap? It's three months with our team. Oh, mate, he, he. Well, if we were on a ship. We'd all be thrown overboard, I reckon. The bear trap would just knock us off yeah. one by one. 
Exactly but right. So you got to you got to take your hat off to all of them because oh, everyone, yeah. all all the teams that you know and mate the the um the netball Melbourne um, Vixens Vixens yep. took it home as well. So you know they like you said they always complain. Oh, the grand finals are played down there. It's always in their favour. Well, we still won them all anyway. So and you've got to you've got to give credit to the clubs that are willing to go through it like bit different. The A-League, the A-League expect to start the 27th of December. The Wellington Phoenix, obviously based out of New Zealand, they've already agreed that they'll be coming. They, they spent two months down here to end, to finish off the season last time. They've come out today and said they'll be in, they'll be flying in, I think, the first week of November and spending however long in New South Wales, Quarantine. training, yeah. training, pubbing, to start to be able to start the season off with the travel restrictions still in place. So yeah, well, and that's a, you know the New Zealand Warriors that came over for the rugby as well. Same thing. You, you got to uh, people will sit there and go, "Oh, why is sport getting to do this? Why are they doing?" Mate, they're doing it for our entertainment. That's why they're doing it. And yep. the sacrifices all these guys have made. Just yeah, they get paid good money because they make good money, and we all want to watch it. We love sport. So yeah. yeah. They get they get paid to do it, and you know, I remember when when the sport did first get started again. I was a bit like, "Well, come on, there's probably other people we need to be testing first. But it's it, it's a way to keep people entertained back to normal. And you do need to think, you know these people that literally up up their lives for six months to entertain people and cop abuse because they didn't win someone's multi, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> mate, if they just try put the ball out, didn't fuck, you know. Yeah. I'll kill you. <laughs> it's just like, just kick it straight through the goals. Like, yeah. Jesus. It's not hard. It's, it's not, not that arch. Yeah, anyway, mate, so we've, um, that's grand final day done and dusted for another year. And I'll tell you right now, there's a night grand, night grand final next year. Don't think the kennel will be hosting it because I won't see probably. Mate, we've know. gone from having the most jam-packed weekend of sport to basically Nothing. now now we've only got horse racing, horse and, racing and the NFL. So And even the NFL, like you can't really count it because it falls on a Friday morning and a Monday morning. Like Yeah, like, yeah. That's, it's it's yeah. Well you can watch some college on the on the weekend. Yeah, but true. um But we had a lockdown, mate. So you got you know, you go see ten people outside, pop in to see one person at another house for a day. Yeah, well, it's the first time we mentioned in our last intro that, you know, fingers crossed we'll be going to see people and luckily we are able to go see people. So uh, it's not quite what everyone wants. But, mate, where are we actually going today? We'll, we've, we've waffled on for a bit here. Uh, who are we going to talk to? Where well, are we going? We're going back to uh, North America, up to Canada. Let's go to the Ottawa Swans. Ottawa, nice. Speaking of Cam Brown, not yeah, Campbell Cameron. Brown. Cam Brown. Yeah, Cam Brown, yeah. Mate, um, <laughs> and one of the, the funniest things is the, the oval they've got. Well, it, oval, it's, I guess. It, it's yeah, it's, you can't really call it an oval, a but field. It's, it's a field. It's got goalposts on it, which there's not a lot of real goalposts getting around over in Canada or America there's, in there's general. A bit, there's a bit of horse shit on the ground. Yeah. So on, on the field, sorry. It's a converted polo club, <laughs> which I still, 
I still just think if you were a Canadian driving down this road in Ottawa, seeing these four posts at either end of this field, you'd be going, what the bloody hell is that? And then you look closer and you see 36 blokes running around in your short shorts with sleeveless <laughs> tops on going, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> it, it, it would really be mind-blowing to some of the, the Canadians, uh, I reckon. I feel like going past a polo field and seeing polo would be mind-blowing enough. Like, what the fuck are they doing across there? But see, like... No, nah, but see, that's it's probably commonplace over there, you know? True, the mounties oh. on the back of the uh, horses. Yeah, yeah. Booting, you know, kicking the uh, the drunk people, as we were told yeah, in a exactly in, a, in one polo Sunday for afternoon. Us, you know, we see polo, we'd be like, "What the hell? I'm not in bloody, I'm not in uppity morning I'm not in Peninsula. Yeah, I'm not the polo. Yeah, but now yeah. this is a good chat with Cam. I'm not gonna lie, to you. I don't remember much of it. This was a couple of weeks. It would have been a morning as well. So that, the morning ones are always sort of leave your memory a lot quicker than the evening ones. I think it's going to be do no do morning ones. We're pumping out three or four. Yeah, oh, being up it, was, early. it was then the beers that night that help uh, help you forget yeah. them. So. so you think the ones at night time I'll be, I'll be forgetting more because I'm drinking my beer during them. But no, I remember this being a good chat. They they were um, defending champions. I'm pretty sure the reigning premiers of the the league. But you you say you don't really remember. I can't remember shit. I remember the field. That's it. Because um, it was pretty funny. And oh, and again, a typical, a standard um, <clears throat> Canadian footy club, adding the maple leaf into the logo. Yeah, the jumper. Yep. yep. Skyline jumper. Is that the skyline? I can't remember. Possibly. I know it's makes for a good tat on the ribs if you're Canadian. To get the the maple I leaf. I don't think it's got. It might have the skyline, but yeah, it's a. a I do love how Canadian clubs. And you'll hear with um, Central Blues in a few weeks and other Canadian clubs like the Burnaby Eagles. The way they implement the maple leaf into their logos, it's just, almost, I think almost, almost every single club have got some type of maple leaf somewhere structured into their logo and their jumper. And I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It just, just shows the pride that they've got. Yeah. It's, to have uh, the maple leaf. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool and um, it's great they've done it. But let's get into it, mate. We're chatting there. Cameron Brown from the Ottawa Swans. And, mate, we'll catch you Wednesday with the West Island Wooders. Oh, see you then. Uh, today we would like to welcome Cameron Brown from the Ottawa Swans. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate you jumping on. Uh, let's get stuck into it, mate. So how did you come across Aussie Rules over in Ottawa? Uh, so I moved over in sort of 2014, um, I was working, my, my girlfriend's Canadian, so I moved over to live with her. Um, I was working at a, at a ski resort and, uh, one of the other Aussies there, uh, Jordan Strawn, he just, uh, he was, he played the year before for the Swans and he just let me know about the footy club here. And I was like, I'm shocked that we actually had a footy club in, here in Ottawa. Um, so he added me to the group chat, all that sort of stuff. Um, found out about it. I didn't actually get to play that year. I went off to work in a, in a summer camp, but um, went back home in between there and then came back in to Ottawa in 2017. And uh, yeah, started to come down to training and have a kick and yeah, went from there. So uh, yeah, 
been it's been pretty awesome, pretty awesome experience to uh to play footy overseas. It's been it's pretty different, but it's been been pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, nice. So how long have you played footy for? Yeah, back in Australia as well and all all up sort of how long have you played and what position do you usually play? Uh yeah, so I played basically my whole life. I did Oz kick in primary school, started playing in under twelves and then played all through the junior ranks and then Bit of senior footy as well down in, uh, I'm from Geelong, so played in the GFL down for the Grovevale Tigers down there. And then, uh, yeah, so I played quite a, pretty much every year that I was in Australia, I played played for the Tigers. And then, yeah, and then I've played pretty much, I think I've missed one year of footy my whole, my whole life. So, um, yeah, played a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, nice, no, that's the same as me. I've only ever missed one year of <clears throat> footy. Um, so, what number do you wear? Uh, number 30. No particular reason. Just uh, That was my number back home. And then, so it's my birth date. So, I guess that's why I picked it. But uh, no real specific reason why, <laughs> why I'm number 30. But, yeah, it was available when I came over. So, I was like, I'll, I'll take that one. Did, I, did, you, did we find out what position did you play? Or did I miss that? Oh, sorry. I missed that. Yeah. I, I, well, over here, I play, play predominantly uh, midfield. But... Uh, yeah, growing up, I played midfield as well. And then sort of seniors, I played seniors and reserves. I played a bit of mid, a bit of back, a bit of wings, a bit of a utility, I guess. But <laughs> not forward, though. I was never a forward back home. Couldn't, couldn't kick a goal to save myself. But, um, yeah, kicked a few this year. but uh, Or not this year, last year. But uh, a little easier to kick a goal over here. Yeah, well, but... What? <laughs> <laughs> No, we've we've got a bike that we've just had a bike on. We just spoke to Nashville Kangaroos recording this, and he was a full forward. I'm a full forward, and you're saying you're a bit of a utility, and Rift is a utility. I was waiting for it just to you know you to jump in there, but anyway. So <laughs> you you expect me to go see Rift? You kicking goals isn't as easy as it sounds, is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you were waiting for. Something like that. I was waiting for you, but anyway. <laughs> um, so. I'm guessing you're a Geelong supporter. Um, no, I'm not actually. I'm a, a Tiger supporter. So, been a Tiger supporter basically my whole life. Uh, my whole family is pretty much Geelong, but uh, me, my brother, and my, my stepbrother sort of rebelled a bit and uh, went for the Tigers. So, growing up, that was that was pretty tough because we were pretty ordinary for the majority of my my, my life. But uh, ever since I moved to Canada, we've we've done pretty well. So. Actually, I haven't seen a game like since we've been good. I haven't really, I haven't seen it, seen us play live at least. Um, so it's been, it's been frustrating to be here and not being able to see the Tigers uh, live. But uh, yeah, at least we're doing well the last few years. Through um, the late two thousands and early twenty tens, did you start to regret your decision? Uh, maybe a little bit, but uh, no, I was always very one-eyed. Tigers, for some reason, I used to always get a lot of crap at, at school. Uh, a lot of my mates were Geelong supporters too, but I, I stuck stuck with them. We've been been a member for a long time, and uh, yeah, uh, just I don't know, it's just just the way the way it is, I guess. Um, it helps that I have my brother there for support, my my two brothers, and then we actually, my mum was a Geelong supporter, but we uh, we've converted her to the Tigers. Um, so at least recently, she's been happy about that. Ah, so, uh, who's your favourite player of all time? 
Oh, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I love, uh, obviously, growing up, love Richard. He's uh, can't go past Richard. I also love love Nathan Brown as well. He's at number seven. He had that that one amazing year before he broke his leg, um, where he was kicking and we were, we were winning a lot of games there until he broke his leg, and then he uh, and we yeah did a typical Richmond drop off and finished ninth. But uh, yeah, probably Richard and Nathan Brown. And then currently, oh, yeah, love Dusty obviously. And uh, Dylan Grimes, I love it in the back line. It reminds me a bit of, well, not, well, how, how I used to not, I'd definitely not compare myself to as good as him, but uh, sort of my style of player, I guess. And uh, yeah, I, I like, uh, yeah, that's probably a few, few of my favourites. Yeah, nice. That, that Nathan Brown's broken leg was one of the, the worst injuries I remember seeing happen live. That was, uh, yeah. Snapping a leg like that's not good. Yeah, not fun, uh, not fun. Um, so when were the uh, Swans founded and, and why did they choose the Swans back then? Uh, so the club started, it was 2007 we started. Um, we just had, I think that year we just had, we just played a few exhibition games, a couple of exhibition games. Um, and yeah, so it started to build the club from there. Then the next year, the 2008, we actually joined joined the OAFL, um, the Ontario Football League. Um, so we joined from there. We had a few guys. Uh, Steve Spurrell was was the captain. Uh, Richard Keane was the coach. So those guys sort of were a big uh, components of, of starting up the Swans. And then also Ray Kadak, who's at, he's like our photographer at the moment, but he was the president. So I'm sure he has a lot, a lot, to, do, lot to do with sort of starting up the club. Um, and yeah, we yeah started playing and uh, started tr- yeah trying to uh, build up the the club from there. But it's uh, obviously tough to get a club started over here in Canada. It's, you got to get a lot of you get you got to get eighteen players to play, so you need need lots of uh, yeah lots of support and lots of work behind the scenes to get it going. Yeah, I can imagine it would take a fair bit of work. So your logo and your jumper is does resemble the traditional Sydney one, but with a bit of a bit of a Canadian spin on it. Yeah. Um, how did the club come up with that logo and the jumper and Rifty? We've got another club that have a, uh, the skyline on the back of their jumper. Oh, we do. Yeah. So this is, I've got it here. Actually, this is our, it's our 10 year anniversary jumper. So 2017, we, uh, we got a new jumper. We had a different one beforehand, but it's, we got it here. So we have the, the Swan, at the the front there, like a normal Swans Swans jumper, but we have the uh, the maple leaf, uh, which is pretty cool instead of the uh, the opera house there at the front. Um, so we have that the ten year anniversary sort of symbol there, and then on the back we have the uh, the Parliament House, um, which yeah, it's pretty nice, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess just I'm not sure why we chose the Swans to be honest. I think there's a story of uh, a guy named Ronan. Um, he's an Aussie guy. He was he registered the name with the league. I don't know if he was a Swan supporter or something, but he uh, yeah, just registered the name and then yeah, that's why we're the Swans. Apparently, he like uh, he, he was around for that year and then he sort of just disappeared and he had a bunch of training money like the the they collected to go towards the the dome sessions that we do in the winter and he just nicked off with all the money and. Uh, <laughs> Never heard from him again. So 
I think that's he was apparently he is the one that uh, gave us the name Swans, but I could be wrong, but that's what I heard. Um, but yeah, just yeah, the it's a nice little twist with the Maple Leaf and the the uh, Parliament House on the back there. It's pretty cool. We actually since we've since we've uh, got that jumper, we haven't lost. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a lucky charm for me for us since uh, 2017. I'll tell you what, Rifty, we see pictures of all these jumpers, and they all look fantastic. Is when you see one like not in the flesh, but more than just a picture, they look even better. <laughs> I was got into this one jumper going, that's a good looking jumper. Then he's pulled it out. I'm like, yeah, I need one of them. <laughs> Perla. Yeah, um, they're nice. Yeah. So who was the club's first game against, you know? And how'd you guys go? Uh, yeah, I don't know who it was against, uh, but we did not do well the first couple of years for sure. We, uh, we had those three exhibition games just to sort of get us started. Um, didn't win any and then we didn't win any games in our first first season uh and then i think it was our second season sort of halfway through our, our second season we we beat the uh the grand river gargoyles uh it was uh we have a we used to we don't do it anymore but we used to have the uh canada day cup so on canada day uh we would play uh the grand river gargoyles and that was our, our first the club's first win um but yeah so, yeah, it was a bit of a slow start, but we uh, definitely built up from there. So, you guys have also got a women's team. Um, how yep. did that all come about? Uh, so, yeah, so I think they the, the Women's Ontario League started in 2011. Um, and then, so, the, the season after, we started up our own women's team. Um, I guess just we had, we had our men's team there and a bunch of girlfriends, wives, sisters, cousins, all that sort of stuff were around the club just watching or getting involved and thought, I guess they thought they could, uh, they can, they can do that as well. And so they joined in and uh, yeah, they did really, their, their first season, they did really well. They came uh, second uh, in the league, finished second on the ladder. So um, they definitely had a better start than the, uh, than the men's team, that's for sure. Yeah, nice. Um, do you guys find it hard to get players? And how do you recruit? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's always a challenge. Obviously, footy's not the uh, the biggest sport over here. Um, yeah, but we yeah we we try and do as much recruiting as we can. Every every guy that's on the team, uh, we tell everyone just to tell tell all your mates about it. Let them know. Let them know it's a, an awesome sport. It's awesome social atmosphere. Awesome sort of community. Um, we do like we have Ray who takes uh, at every game that we play at home, um, taking photos and stuff. So we post them, and then we get everyone to sort of tag themselves so that their friends can see them on social media and stuff. Sort of getting involved with all of that sort of stuff. Um, we have a actually over the winter we have a, a Swans basketball team as well, um, which we play in a it's a pretty good league over here. Um, just at one of the local colleges. Um, so we have that. We've recruited quite a few sort of tall ruck. We have probably so three or four sort of six foot four, six foot five guys that are pretty good basketballers that we've got down um, to the club from that basketball team. So we're pretty, our ruck stocks are pretty good. Um, we do, uh, sometimes we do pub nights as well where we go out, hand, like go out as a club and uh, hand out a bunch of 
uh, cars or flyers or whatever just to, to get people sort of the awareness up and and yeah just let everyone know about the awesome sport of footy and then word of mouth as well we have a lot of good guys that are pretty good salesmen in the, in the club that uh, can uh, convince you that you want to play footy uh, even if uh, <laughs> yeah even if you yeah not quite the most athletic or whatever it's, it's still just getting them around the club and uh, having lots of fun yeah nice we've got a similar setup with the basketball the conference basketball team we have in the summer months here so myself and rifty play uh i wouldn't say that we play in a very good competition would you rift no not at all <laughs> good's We're, not a word that comes to mind <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i'm pretty sure half half our blokes well half our blokes i should say well, we've got eight blokes in the team so I think eight blokes, seven blokes play it to keep fit and seven blokes play it for the beers afterwards. <laughs> well, maybe five blokes. Um, but whereabouts do you guys train and play? Uh, so we have our we have our own ground. Uh, it's the Matatik Polo Club. So it's about 20, 20 to 30 minutes, depending on traffic outside of the like main downtown bit of Ottawa. Uh, we call it Bloods Park. But it's, yeah, it's basically um, have a guy... Uh, it's like a privately owned field. Uh, it's like a polo field. Um, so a guy named Ward, he's out, he owns this field and he, uh, yeah, rented it out to us um, over the summer months. So we, we train there. Uh, traditionally, we do Tuesday, Thursday training at, at Manatic and then we play our, our home games out there as well. So it's a, it's a proper footy ground, has the lines, has the post and, and all that, which is pretty, we're pretty lucky to have that here in Ottawa. I know a lot of places overseas don't have that but uh yeah so we, we have a, have our own field we have a little shed there and uh that's about it and a bunch of horses we have to clear off the the horse crap off the field <laughs> sometimes before the games um and do our own lines and stuff but uh yeah it's pretty good it's a it's a good field yeah um, it looks for, for canada standards that <laughs> yeah, looks good the uh the google maps satellite image of it's actually of you guys playing the game yeah, it's actually yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see it in. You, know, you can actually sit there and go, "This is what we do." Look at Google Maps, search where we trained. You can see the oval, the shape of the oval, and all that stuff. It's actually, yeah, quite decent compared to what clubs around the other clubs around the world have to train on. So it's nice. Yeah, you, absolutely. Even if you do need to pick up the horse shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're pretty lucky. Yeah, we've got a lot of space there. Like we we. Uh, we, our field is, is a little bit bigger than the, the Toronto fields, which we sort of, we try and use that to our advantage a little bit. We, uh, we like to run, like our we're a team that likes to run a bit. So we uh, use the wide open spaces of the of Manatee to, uh, to uh, use that to our advantage, I guess. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all right. And it's even got goalposts up, which is something that's even rarer for uh, places, you know, around the world to have to have goalposts up yeah polo clubs have come up a couple times as clubs have shared uh polo you know fields with polo clubs and i don't even think polo with horses and you know there'd be horse shit everywhere but yeah it's uh yeah one of those yeah games that i'm not that familiar with but yeah having a share (laughs) go around we're worrying about little dog shits on our field and you got to worry about the big bullshit <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, 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 it's good. It's good. We're very lucky to have Ward, um, uh, let us use this field, but it's, yeah, it's, 
it's one of the I would say one of the best fields in uh well in Canada well that I've seen at least in Canada it's, it's definitely uh really good so it, def- it uh, definitely looks very well maintained that's for sure is that just his properties just made a field there and let you guys use it yeah yeah he has like a farm out there and he uh yeah has a plays uh polo with his with his mates he has a uh, yeah a, I don't know if it, I think they just play casually just few few games of polo during the week and then we use it on Tuesday Thursdays and then when yeah when we play so um yeah we took we we used to play before before we had the, the polo field we used to play at the Rito uh Carlson Raceway which is like a like a horse racing track and there's like a massive green space in the middle so we used to play in, on the inside of a of a horse racing track apparently um so yeah, that must, I, I was before my time, but it, it was apparently pretty interesting. They used to have like music festivals there as well sometimes and we have to organize it around the music festival and there'd be like syringes and stuff left over <laughs> from the music festival. It was pretty, uh, pretty bad sometimes. So um, yeah, so uh, definitely, yeah, we found it. It's a little, a little far out of Ottawa, but it's, it's always nice to have that drive out after work or whatever and then after after training as well just to sort of clear your mind uh and get into footy just so you, you said you trained in the middle of a horse oval it's actually not as weird as you make it sound the suburb that myself and rifty live in the club that play here only until about 12 years ago played in the middle of the racetrack their ground was yeah. in the middle of the racetrack it still is the ground is still there now they moved out to um Casey Fields, but yeah, they you, you have to to get the training. You just have to cross the actual drive across the racetrack to get to the <laughs> racetrack. It was a, uh, it was the first time I moved out here and seen that. I was a bit like that's a bit strange, but and this is in a uh, back then. I guess it would have been a rural rural area. Now it's a suburban area. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You gotta, yeah, I guess over, yeah, especially over here, you just gotta make do with whatever you have, but. uh yeah, better, yeah. Better than nothing. <laughs> it's uh, it's awesome that somebody's been able to provide you with a field like that. It's uh, there's there's not too many places in the world where someone would have that kind of space to just go. You know what? Chuck your posts up. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it mowed, and you can train here. That's that's pretty bloody awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you play in the AFL Ontario League. How successful have you been throughout your time there? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, really lucky actually to sort of join the, the club at a really good time. So um, we've won the last two grannies um, and we've gone undefeated both seasons the last two years, so 2018, 2019. Um, so that's been a really good, uh, yeah, it's been a really good time for the club. We've had lots of really good recruits, um, some really strong Aussies and uh, just some really strong Canadians as well. Um, Something we focus on the Swans a lot is is building our, our Canadian talent up a lot. Um, you find, you know, yeah, Aussies, they sort of come and go. They might come for a couple of years and then they, they go home um, for whatever reason, whether on the working holiday or they, they get another job back home or, or whatever it is. But we think that the, the real key to, to a successful club is, yeah, really developing that Canadian talent and getting them sort of... Uh, uh, playing just as short. like we have some, some of our Canadians are just as good, if not better than than some of our Aussies. So, um, 
yeah, we really try and focus on that. But uh, yeah, we've been really lucky. Um, the women's team made the, uh, the 2018 grand final as well. So they've been really strong um, recently as well. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it's been a good time to be at the club. Yeah, nice. So um, when you when we think of Canada, you know, we think of stereotypically the only sports Canadians will be good at is ice hockey and your, your skiing and snowboarding and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you you know you worked out on the ski resort, you just see some Canadians that aren't that much good at skiing or you know they're not very good on the ice rink. You just say, mate, don't worry about that. Come put these boots on and come have a kick at the footy with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny that the, the Canadians that, that do play hockey or something, they, they do transfer really well to, to footy, just the, the physicality of, of hockey uh, transfers pretty well over the footy. It's funny, like in hockey, they uh, they finish their check a lot. So like when they someone gets rid of the puck, you're allowed to sort of bump them over. And, it, and it's funny to see the hockey guys sort of, do that in in our games of footy so like you'll kick the footy and then you'll have, have a guy that's just started playing footy doesn't really know all the rules he'll just come over and like <laughs> bump you after you've kicked the ball like and get a downfield or something like that but uh yeah it's uh it's good fun um and uh yeah we have a lot of good hockey players too on the team we do uh every uh around new year's normally we have a, a swans uh hockey day um, so it's a good chance for the Canadians to sort of get back at the Aussies for for all the uh, yeah that sort of on their home court where they are they're def Canadians are definitely better footy players than Australians are hockey players I can tell you that um, they uh, they clean us up for sure I played a couple of times and it's uh, yeah and then when they're not not the greatest away. hockey. When they're not giving away downfield free kicks because they're finishing those checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what about sponsorship? How hard has it been to get sponsors for the club? Yeah, it's it's, it's always a challenge. Obviously, the exposure is probably not as as big as as other sports. Um, we do we are pretty lucky. We have a, a sponsor club uh, called the Fox and Feather, which is kind of it's like an English style pub. Uh, over here, which we've had for quite a few years now, um, so we always go go there after the games, have beers. I'm sure they make their money back from the amount of beers that we drink there. Um, and then, yeah, just we're always trying looking for sponsors just to sort of help the club out financially a bit. We have a, a lot of the a lot of the sponsors that we do have are sort of either like family businesses of of one of the players or um, their own business um, that we that we do. Uh, just yeah sort of they're helping us out and we try and help promote them like let everyone at the club know to if they're looking for whatever business it is like go to them because they're, they're helping us out and sort of and we help them out as much as we can so yeah it's always it's always tough though it's, uh we we have them on the back of our jumper i don't know if you saw them there with we, we have them on the we always put them on the back of our jumper um so yeah and try and do as much as we can yeah, lovely. Yeah. Sponsors uh, seems to be a common trend around the world with clubs struggling to get sponsors, but when they do, they make sure they look after them and try and promote as much as they can. Um, what uh, social side? What type of social events do you guys hold? Uh, we do we do a lot of social stuff. It's uh, it's yeah, it's like the clubs. It's a it's a big it's, it's like a, a family, like a big community. 
Uh, it's really good for the Aussies coming over here. They can talk about the cricket or footy or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a really big uh, social scene. We have um, the start of the year where the word jumper presentation night. Uh, we do a presentation night at the end of the year. We do uh, we do like sort of rookie. We always do a rookie night throughout the year where we not not hazing. I wouldn't say it's rookie hazing, but it's uh, just where the rookies do some uh challenges i guess throughout throughout at the pub which is a bit of fun um we do yeah the hockey game i mentioned uh trivia nights stuff like that stuff we can do to sort of raise money for the club um and we have our footy trip at the end of the year as well which is uh which is always a good time and nice it's uh one of one of the few clubs that actually has a a, a footy trip where you know, a lot of the clubs we speak to over in the States because they're traveling so much for games, they don't actually go on a footy trip. So what's, yeah. what's been a popular destination or what's been one of the, the good ones you've been on? Yeah, so we, we don't probably, it's not the, quite the same as an Aussie footy trip where you do a different one every year. We always have the same, same location. Um, it's uh, Mount Tremblant. Well, traditionally, at least since I've been here, it's been Mount Tremblant, which is a, it's like a ski town, ski resort type of town uh, in Quebec. It's only two hours away from Ottawa, but it's, uh, it's uh, Quebec, so it's very French and uh, very different to, uh, to Ottawa. So we uh, yeah, head up there for the, we just do it, do a weekend sort of around November after the season, midway through November normally. Um, and yeah, go up and we rent this uh, big chalet. We do, the, <laughs> we do the same thing every year, but we, we love it every year. So um, yeah, you can't really change. We don't really don't want to change it because we love it so much there. Has a hot tub, a big, like, tons of room for everyone. Um, people end up sleeping on couches and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, just go down there, uh, enjoy it. Start, it's about around that time that it starts to snow, so the snow is on the ground. We don't go snowboarding because we're too busy drinking and, and, and stuff like that. But, uh, um, yeah, it's lots of fun. And we had a couple of little pubs there, little clubs that we go to as well, which is, yeah, lots of fun. Nah, sounds like a good time. But uh, All right, so it's almost time to throw some teammates under the bus. But one last question before we do. This is sort of a new one we've added in. But if you could go back in time and attend any sporting event, what would it be? And don't say bloody Richmond Grand Final because that's just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. I wish I could have, I was, I was almost, uh, I was that close to booking my flight back when we made the first granny, but uh, didn't quite have the, the, the funds. I had a ticket lined up too, but uh, if it wasn't that, um, oh, I'd probably say maybe the 92 Olympics would have been pretty cool to see. Um, the, the dream team, the basketball dream team, a pretty big uh, dream team uh, basketball fan. So uh, yeah. Going back to that would be uh, pretty awesome just to see all those guys sort of play together. Um, even, or even the 2000 Olympics as well would have been pretty cool when the, the boomers played the, the States then and Shane here was given uh, everyone a bit of, bit of crap about how he was banging a few three-pointers. So, um, yeah, one of one Olympics. I love the Olympics. I, I, want, I was actually wanting to go to the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. That was one of my goals was to go to Japan and, and uh, 
watch watch uh, the basketball there with uh, the Boomers play this year. But uh, unfortunately, that's not happening this year. Maybe maybe hopefully next year it might be a possibility, but we'll see. So you say you're a big fan of basketball. Myself and Rift, you're both quite big fans. Uh, so do you support a team or and, and like uh, who's your favourite basketballer of all time? Uh, I don't have, yeah, not really. I don't have one specific team. I'm more of just a fan of the league. I, I guess I'm, since I've been in, in Canada, I've been following the Raptors pretty closely. We were, we had, we actually had a game in Toronto. Um, one of the days, what, like when the finals was on. So we went, a few of the guys went down to the Jurassic Park they have there just outside the stadium where like everyone can watch it on the big screen. Um, and they won that game. I think it was like game three or four. Um, so they won that game. The streets in Toronto after that game were unbelievable. It was crazy. I I'd been in Geelong when they when they had won a, a, a grand final, but uh, that was something else compared compared to Toronto is a bit bigger city than, than uh, Geelong, so it was a pretty pretty crazy experience. Um, so yeah, I guess I follow the Raptors. I also I follow the the uh, Indiana Hoosers in in the college as well. I went there for for an exchange for six months. So um, yeah, the Hoosers in in the uh, in the college. But uh, and your favorite basketball of all time? Oh, I guess yeah. Can't go past MJ. You saw the reason I uh, got into basketball. Um, yeah, watching Space Jam as a little kid. That sort of um, yeah, it got me right into basketball. I think after I watched that movie, I uh, told mum I want to want to play basketball, want to be like Mike, and uh, yeah, pretty much yeah, followed him uh, from there. Can't go past the goat. Yeah, nice. Um, like you said, we're massive basketball fans. So who's who's your pick for the the playoffs? Who do you reckon's going to get it done? You reckon the Lakers can do it? Yeah, I think the Lakers. Um, yeah, you never know, but uh, Denver are three-one down, so they've done it the last two uh, last two uh, series. So you never know, but I think uh, LeBron's just a bit too much experience with uh, Anthony Davis. Think they'll uh, they'll get it done. But uh, was, I was hoping for the Raptors to get in there again, just to sort of see how we see how they do. But uh, yeah, I think it, it'll be. Well, if the Lakers get through, which I think they will, I think they'll win it. But if Denver gets through somehow, I think it might be Boston. But we'll see. Uh, nice. All right, Ed Dogs. Time, time for him to throw some teammates under the bus. All right. I think we need to come up with a name for this segment too. Just sit under the bus, like try and think of a better name. Get a sponsor on board. Yeah. Grinders or something like that. Greyhound buses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I actually didn't think about that. This we could reach out to almost any company in the world. It doesn't need to be Australian. Smart thing in there, Rifty. Um, anyway, there you go. Um, the class clown of the Swans. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Like we've got a few jokers, but there's no one who really stands out. Um, I'm probably going to say my mate uh, Fingers, Fingers McFingers. Um, that's his nickname. Uh, he's uh, he's always got some good gags. Um, he's pretty good. We also have like uh, Nick Matt. Uh, he's always good on the, not too much. Oh, he's he's a good he's a good lad. He's pretty funny in person, but on the on the chat, he's always coming up with like silly dad jokes and stuff like that. So 
I'd say the fingers or that. And also uh, Jaco as well is pretty good. He's, he's a quiet fellow, but he's got some really good one-liners. So out of those ones, one of those three. Yeah, lovely. How about the party animal of the club? Uh, um, everyone's uh, ha- has their moments, I guess. But um, we a lot of the guys are getting a bit older now. So uh, they've got families and stuff. So a few of the guys that were the big party animals like uh, Strummy and uh, Yobbo uh, both got families now so they're still pretty good but not not quite the same level as, as what they were um, I have to give a special mention to um, Cam Ralph um, he, he was only here for one season in 2018 I think it was but he uh, definitely celebrated the premiership that we won uh, the best out of anyone who was fighting for a good solid week even when people would, he was he was partying by himself, but he uh, yeah definitely celebrated the premiership pretty pretty well. <laughs> All right, so who's the bloke that just takes a game far too serious? Uh, that's an easy one. That's definitely Nathan Strom. Uh, he's a, he was our coach last year and then an assistant coach for the uh, previous years. He's um, I, lo- I love I love the guy for it. And I love him love him the bits. Uh, but it's a pretty, I think if you ask everyone in the club, uh, he takes it pretty seriously. Love, absolutely love his footy. He's a, he's a Kiwi, um, grew up playing soccer, he's play, played uh, soccer professionally, but uh, he uh, absolutely loves his footy. He thinks it's the best sport in the world. Um, and he's, he's been a big part of how the, him and um, Pally uh, has been a big part of how the, uh, the Swans, have come to the, the amount of success we had the last couple of years, but um, definitely takes it seriously. You'll get quite a few sprays from Strummy if you're not doing the right thing out on the field, but it makes us the team that we are, I guess. <laughs> All right. And so who's the guy you wouldn't want to have to share a room with on one of these footy trips up to Quebec? Up to Trodmark. Uh Yeah, it's tough. They are, you end up sort of <laughs> sleeping on couches and stuff like that. So you don't, typically have a, a roommate as such but uh i don't know this is a tough one i might get um in trouble but uh i don't know Shromi Shromi is pretty good uh but he's normally up all night so you probably get the bed to yourself the whole time which is good um cory Tanda, i love the guy as well but he gets a bit grumpy sometimes so maybe cory he's got the got a nickname recently oscar oscar the, the grouch so um maybe Corey. i don't know or mcnat mcnat as well he's a great fella but uh goes for a run on the saturday morning which is just i don't know if you want to be around people like that but uh <laughs> um yeah no anyway i love those all those guys i'm not gonna say one person but um yeah, yeah it's always nice when it's hard to pick just one person Um, So you had a few nicknames In them answers Who's got the best nickname at the club? Well, yeah Fingers is a good There's a good story behind Fingers Which I said before Which His first ever training Out uh, at the club He he dislocated his finger Or he he broke his finger or something Um, And generally like being a Canadian guy All the guys thought Okay, first training He's done his finger He'll be out for six or seven weeks. We're probably never going to see this guy again. And uh, 
yeah, came out and then he uh, he's he came back and he's been with the club uh, pretty much since the club started. So he's one of the elder statesmen. He's played over 100 games for the club now. So um, that's a good one, Fingers. We also have... Uh, um, uh, there's a guy, uh, last name Clock, James Clock. We call him Clockadile Dundee, uh, which is good. He's, he's a Canadian guy, but he's, he's lived in Australia a long time. He thinks he's pretty pretty, pretty Australian. So he uh, says mate and lots of Aussie slang. So he's uh, he's pretty, uh, yeah, it's a pretty apt one for him. And we also have one more, um, Dylan. He doesn't, he played one season with us, but he, uh, <laughs> this one's probably not suitable for work, but he, uh, his name's his name's Dylan. He, he worked at a, a factory that put puts uh, dildos uh, together. <laughs> um, so it was pretty apt. He got uh, he got um, dildo yeah, it was dildo baggins. He's bagging up the dildos. So um, that, that's that's one that stands out. It's pretty good. So. Oh, that is. That is ultimate gold nickname. That is just <laughs> what a job, though. What a what? job. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Dildo. You see, you see his name was, did you say his name was Dylan? Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, his name's Dylan, so it, it, you, it works you, perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much you pretty much get that nickname no matter what, and then you go yeah. work in a dildo factory, and it's just it's pretty much just like owning that nickname. Going well, I'm going to get it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm owning it. I'm going to make it worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it was meant to be. He only played one season, though, so I don't know where he... Uh, I haven't heard from him for a while, but he, he was a great fella. So, um, yeah, shout out to Dildo if you're around. <laughs> yeah, if you're out there, Dildo, they want you back down at this one, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, mate, thanks heaps for joining us. Um, we do appreciate you taking the time out on your Saturday evening. So enjoy the rest of your night. And... Uh, where can everyone go to follow along the Swans and, you know, maybe hit you up if they're heading over to the slopes over there? Yes. Uh, yeah. So we've got all, all the Facebook, all the uh, uh, social media channels. So uh, Ottawa Swans on Facebook, Insta and uh, Twitter. Um, just send it, whatever you want to do, send one of them a, a DM and uh, there's always someone monitoring them to, uh, they'll get you out. We'll, we'll add you in. We have, the men's team and the women's team have a, have a group chat. Um, so once you're in there, you'll be updated on all the social gatherings and training and everything that's going on. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to see as many, many people as we can out. We love having, we're really welcoming club. We love having lots of people out. So yeah, get around it. Yeah. Nice mate. Thanks again for your time. And if you're ever back in Oz and you want to come down for a kick, uh, we're not quite near Geelong, but yeah, if you ever find your way over in the Southeast, mate, come hit us up. We'll uh, have you down for a kick anytime. Beautiful. Sounds good, guys. I'm probably heading back at the end of the year, but never know with, uh, with COVID right now. So um, yeah, I'll uh, come down, at least have a watch of the uh, Mighty Cobras. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Uh, thank you again. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info.
because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP.